You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. Courage is a blessing, amen? My message this morning is called The Power of a Journey. Every one of you sitting here today has a journey. If I called any one of you up here to stand and talk to us for five minutes on your journey, on your testimony, you'd have us crying in five seconds. Every person here has got a testimony. Amen? And I don't know why I've been blessed with what I've been blessed with at the moment, but it's for, this, for such a time as this. And I know that God has given me the platform, and I want to use that platform to speak God's truth. Revelation 12 verse 11 in the Amplified says, And they overcame and conquered him because of the blood of the Lamb and because of the word of their testimony. For they did not love their life and renounce their faith, even when faced with death. For the word of their testimony. That is what we are here to do, family, is to tell people our testimonies. And today I want to tell you a story about a young girl. She lived a very carefree life. She was a very joyful girl. She had a happy family, normal family, with their issues. Show me what family doesn't today, right? Where in the world? She was very active. She was busy. She was very social. She um, was a figure skater. She loved skating. Um, It made her feel very free to be able to be on the ice and just dance on the ice. She was a drummy at school that actually got her featured on the front page of the Sunday Times magazine, a Sunday Times newspaper at the age of 16. Because she went to a convent school and she was a drummy. She was one of the top dancers in the drummy squad. And some of the parents didn't like because it was a Catholic private convent didn't like the uniforms they were wearing. So we ended up on the front page. I ended up on the front page of the newspaper. Well, that girl did. (laughs) So when she was 16, she was diagnosed with an incurable disease. But it didn't bother her because at 16, you feel like you can conquer the world. Nothing Nothing can actually affect you. And it didn't at the time. She then met and fell in love with her Prince Charming at the age of 17. At the age of 20, she had to undergo major surgery for something that, to correct something that this disease had actually caused. And after fully recovering from that disease at the age of 21, she married her Prince Charming. Yes. And they lived happily ever after. Not quite. (laughs) Yes, this incurable disease unfortunately persisted. And that's when she encountered Jesus in her life as her Lord and her Savior, as well as her miraculous healer. Because he miraculously healed her from that incurable disease. Soon after that, seeing what he saw, her husband also came to know Jesus 
as his Lord and his Savior. After being married for two years, they were very happy and settled, and they decided they're going to start a family. Only then to be told that both of them were infertile. So once again, she got into her prayer closet. She got into prayer. She got into quoting scriptures every day, confessing the word, trusting God, and believing Him, because she knew that only He could bring this to pass. And after a few years, after praying, crying, believing, confessing the word, their first bundle of joy arrived. Four years after that, their second bundle of joy arrived. Three years after that, she then had a miscarriage. And she thought, they both thought, you know what, they, we've gone through too much, we're going to let it go. This is good, all good. But Jesus reached down and he touched her where only he can. And he blessed her again. And their third bundle of joy completed their family. God is good. Amen, family. Talking about bundles of joy, we have a bundle of joy coming in September. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm going to Noni Point 2.0. <laughs> I said, you better make that post because I don't know what I'm going to say on Sunday. <laughs> Love you. So in between growing up their family, God called the two of them to start a church in a little village in Cape Town, move from Johannesburg, move to Cape Town and start a church. So they faithfully did this because they loved their Lord and they knew that he had called them to do a work for him in the Cape in this little village. She led worship, her husband preached, the children grew, God was good, and life was blessed of the Lord. Amen. Amen. And in 2017, the devil tried his tricks again. This time she landed up in hospital with a serious bacterial infection called cellulitis in her right leg. And the doctors thought that she might actually lose her leg. But God. But God, family. She called on Jesus again. And he healed her again. Nothing is ever too much for God. No matter how many times the devil tries to come and attack God. God. Amen. Always turn to God. She was left with a swelling in her foot, the bottom part of her leg, which is diagnosed as lymphedema caused by damage to the lymph nodes. And due to this, she had to learn how to walk, how to live with this, what to do, how to treat it, how to manage it. She had to then dress differently. She had to wear different shoes. But she managed it all because the back of her mind, she kept saying, you know what? I have two legs. I have two feet. I can walk. I can even go to CrossFit. I'm good. And God will do the rest. 
So you just put your one foot in front of the other and God, let God do the rest, right? Nothing was a challenge. To her it was, but she didn't show it because there were no excuses. With God, there are no excuses. He can help you conquer anything that comes your way. She'd been through so much, and God had helped her and been there for her every single time. So when 2020 hit, she knew without a doubt that she wouldn't be touched by the coronavirus. But unfortunately, that December, she landed up in the ICU with COVID pneumonia. And the doctors once again said there was no hope. She's not going to make it back from that. In fact, they called, called her husband and said, when we vent her, we will call you and the children and you can come and say goodbye. But she knew that her God had promised that he would never leave her nor forsake her. And he did not. He did not, family. He is such a good God. If you call out to him, he will be there. If you trust in what he says in his word, he will be there for you. His promises are yes and amen. In Isaiah 41 verse 10, it says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So if you haven't gathered by now, this is my testimony. <laughs> and it's in very short form, family. Otherwise, if I had to tell you every nitty-gritty detail, we'd be here all day. Right? So I've given it to you from the very beginning, what very first the very first thing that happened to meeting Jesus and him doing so much for me in my life. Pastor Judah actually posted something on Friday on Instagram that I saw, and I thought, I'm going to mention this today. He said, your testimony is the weapon for your future victory. Hallelujah. Isn't that good? Because, you know, every single time that something happened to me, I would say, you know what? God healed me from fibrous dysplasia, so he can heal this. Then, okay, they told me that I, I couldn't have children. God healed me from fibrous dysplasia. I can. God will do this. Okay, I got COVID. God healed me from fibrous dysplasia, which they said was incurable. God will do this. Give it to God. You can't fight today's devils if you don't have today's testimony. Hallelujah. You can fight the devil with a little rock, family. Ask David. You can kill your giant with a little rock if you just know how to throw it. Your rock is Jesus. And he is with you for you to use at any time that you need him to. We need to fight the devil even when the little things come our way. You know why? Because when the big thing comes your way, you want to know what to do. You want to strike back. You don't want to sit and let it take you over. Fight back. 
So there are so many things that God has done for me. Moments where I called on His name. Moments where I couldn't call on His name because I couldn't talk and I couldn't even breathe. But He was there. And I knew He was there. I trusted Him. And He reached out. He dried my tears. He strengthened me. He gave me hope. He gave me courage. And He healed. Every single time, He healed. You need to start telling your stories, family. Your stories, your testimonies is what lead people to know who Jesus really is. It doesn't matter what your testimony is. You don't have to have a testimony of, like mine or full of healing. You don't have to have a testimony that you were in prison and that you were a drug addict. You can have the, the simplest thing of I met Jesus and this is how he changed my life. But you telling it from your heart to that person will bring encouragement, will bring them to knowing Jesus. And this brings me to speaking about a young girl that I met 10 years ago. She is my, what I call, my lash lady. So I, for 10 years, I've been seeing her every two weeks. And for 10 years, I spoke to her about coming to church, getting to know Jesus. This is what you'd have to do. Let's do it this way. Loving on her, speaking to her about Jesus. Every time she would fall into a trap of some kind, I would encourage her, come, come to church, come and hear the word. And I always saw it in her. I heard it in her. She had wisdom inside of her. She just didn't know how to throw that rock. So I wanted to teach her how to. But the devil held her back. And last year, something occurred in her life. So besides last year, before that, everything I went through, I also did in front of her. She saw the things that I was going through. She heard everything that I was going through. And I spoke to her about how I was going through it and who it was that was helping me get through it. God, that Jesus healed, that Jesus did this, and this is how we live, and this is what we do, and this is who we are as a family, and I've always encouraged her, encouraged her. And last year, something happened where I didn't know that that was going to be the catalyst, but it was. And do you know that it took 10 years? Now, she's in church. She's a member of our family. Not only that, she's, come, she's fully involved. I can go there now. She was actually on the last uh, fasting and prayer session in this, in, in Pastor, with Pastor Madley. And when I went into her, she said to me, I hope you don't think I'm rude, but I'm, I'm joined in with the fasting and the prayer, so I'm going to pray while you lie here and have your lashes done. I said, no, I'll join you. So I said, put it on. Let me hear. Let me hear what's going on. So Pastor Lewin was actually leading the prayer, and we listened to him, and he led the prayer, and there the two of us prayed in tongues. After 10 years, now I'm lying there having my lashes done with a spirit-filled God. 
infused woman of God having my lashes done and we're both able to pray in tongues. How exciting is that? It took 10 years. Some of us give up after one year, after two days. We think, oh, we lose hope with that person. Never, never let anybody go. Keep speaking to them. Keep telling them your testimonies. Keep encouraging them. Ten years later, do you know how much people, how many people need God, need Jesus today? More than ever in the world before. There are so many reasons that I needed Jesus. I needed him to heal fibrous dysplasia, and he did. I needed Jesus to heal the fact that I was infertile, and he did. And today I have three children of my own and two grandchildren. I needed him to heal cellulitis, and he did. I needed Jesus to heal coronavirus, and he did. There is nothing too small, too big, and nothing is impossible for our God. Tell your stories. They are so important to the people in your world. Tell your stories. God is good. Keep inviting people to church. You know, at the moment, because we're so limited, I think we feel, if I invite somebody, am I going to get a seat? At the moment, the way people need Jesus, if you bring somebody to church and you can't sit down in a chair, give them the chair and say, I'll go home, I'll watch online. But you need Jesus. You need to go hear that word. Let's keep bringing Let's keep inviting. Let's keep telling because the need is very is, is huge out there at the moment. Do you agree? My journey has made me a much stronger, resilient person. It's made me far more compassionate towards other people and the things that they are going through or things that they go through. It's helped me to listen more carefully, and to think about others before myself. But more than that, it's made me love Jesus more than ever before. I feel a closeness with him that I've never felt before. And when I, when I did this, and I had to write everything down, and relook at how much he has brought me through, because it doesn't sound so much when you say it in such a quick way, within 15 minutes, but it took years, sometimes four years, sometimes five years to get through a situation, but we got through. We didn't stay. Didn't stay where we are. You know, something I read the other day, our joy is in the beginning of our journeys, but we must move forward fueled by faith. Always move forward and fuel yourself with a word by faith. Amen. Amen. So I want to encourage you today to fight. Keep fighting. If something little comes your way, put on the fight. Something huge comes your way, fight. If you've got the fight, God will do the rest to make it happen for you. Fight through whatever God 
No, God hasn't put it on you. Whatever the devil brings your way, God will help you fight your way through it. Amen? And you will get through to the other end. You know, if people say we're going through this, we're going through that. And I say, don't sit still and go through it. Go through it. Keep going till you're out the other end. Amen? Yes, because God is, God is our healer. He's our everything. And there is nothing that is impossible for him to do. Absolutely nothing. How many things did I mention to you today that he got me through? Things that no one even knows about. Things that I didn't know existed. Fibrous dysplasia. Who's heard of fibrous dysplasia? I didn't when I first got it. God knew. God knew that what was coming. I didn't know that I was, I was not going to have children, but he knew. And he knew that he could heal me and he could get me through. So he knows what is in your future. And he knows what's coming. So when it hits, pick up your rock. Pick up your word. And learn how to aim it and throw it and kill that giant. Bring it down. So keep fighting. God will win the battle. 1 John 1 verse 4 says, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at, and our hands have touched. We have seen our testimonies. We have touched our testimonies. Look at them. This we proclaim concerning the word of life. The life appeared. We have seen it and testified to it. And we proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and has appeared to us. We proclaim to you that we have seen and heard, so that you also may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We write this to make our joy complete. God is able. So every testimony that you've been through, you have seen, you have felt, you have heard. Now you need to tell it. In telling it, you will bring people to know him. Because you're not telling them about you, you're telling them about the goodness of God. He's our good, good father. And he is well able to make all things happen in your life that you need. Amen? Nothing is impossible. I want you to close your eyes. Dear God, today, don't allow what we go through to hold us back from the plans that you have for us. Remind us that our trials are temporary and what you are preparing for us is greater than the pain. May our storms run out of rain and may our faith keep us and walk us through. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to go through some of the words of that song we did today. Same God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. It says, I'm calling on the God of Jacob, whose love endures through generations. I know you will keep your covenant. He keeps his covenant with us today. I'm calling on the God of Moses, the one who opened up the oceans. I need you now to do the same thing for me. When you sing a praise or a worship song, remember that the person who wrote these lyrics wrote it as a prayer 
So when you sing it, it's literally your prayer to God. And you can read that just by listening to these words. I'm calling on the God of Mary, whose favor rests upon the lowly. I know with you all things are possible. I'm calling on the God of David, who made a shepherd boy courageous. I may not face Goliath, but I've got my own giants. You heard your children then, and you hear your children now. You answered praise back then, and you will answer now. You were providing then, and you provide now. You moved in power then. God, move in power now. You were a healer then, and you are a healer now. You were a savior then. You are the savior now. You freed the captive then. You're freeing hearts right now. Thank you, Father, as you free the hearts right across every campus, every auditorium now in Jesus' name. You touched the lepers then. I feel you touch me right now. Feel him touch you right now, family. Close your eyes. Raise your hands. Feel the Lord touch you where you need to be touched. Heal what needs to be healed. Break what needs to be broken. Restore what needs to be restored. God is here ready to do. The anointing is here to fall on you. Just say these words quietly to him. Lord, fill me now. Fill me now. Fill me now. Fill me now. 